Greetings, peasants. I mean, hello, brave warriors, noble adventurers, and devious dungeon masters. Welcome back to the Knights of Nerds podcast. This is Tim. I'm the dungeon master, and I want to say thank you very much for listening to this. Just a real quick announcement before we get started today. We are back with episode 15 of the Faerun 4 campaign, where maybe it's just like the Faerun 3 plus Tom. I don't know. In this episode, we are preparing to enter the next leg of our adventure. I guess the next part of Tales from the Yawning Portal, which I am completely unfamiliar with. Uh, But Tom has uh, done a great job so far of leading us through uh, the sort of in-between parts. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see what is going to happen next. I do just want to give a big shout out to... Uh, our friends over at the Tabletop Misfits. Um, if you've been on social media lately or in our Discord, you may have seen a couple of messages that I posted. They were so kind enough to have me join a two-shot adventure, a cinematic scenario of the Alien RPG from Free League. Uh, we played through an adventure called Chariot of the Gods. And you know what? It was very harrowing, but I'm so thankful that they um, asked me to join uh, despite the fact that I am not good at most aspects of role-playing games. But uh, I'm going to link to their uh, Twitch channel, to their YouTube channel. Uh, go give them a follow, subscribe, like like their stuff, uh, leave them a review or rating anywhere that you can. Um, they have a lot of really cool content. They talk to other creators, they do short adventures, and you know what? They're just going to be starting an adventure of Free League's The One Ring. So it's the Lord of the Rings RPG system that Free League has done. Um, Free League also did the Alien RPG, and they also do one called Vossen, which is super interesting. If you're interested more about the Alien RPG, last October for Patreon, we... Uh, I, I ran a cinematic scenario called Hope's Last Day with Kevin, Matt, and Sarah from the God's Eye campaign. So that was, what, about five five or six hours to run through that? So if you're interested, uh, if you're interested in checking out the Patreon and are also interested in the Alien RPG, you can check those two boxes at the same time. But before you do that, definitely go and check out uh, our friends at the Tabletop Misfits. Okay, that's enough from me. Let's go ahead and get back into this episode with the hapless heroes, Hugo Fitzmonster, Thorn the Rat Blaster, Stormmount, and Castan something or other, I can't remember the last name, led by the intrepid Dungeon Master Tom. I remember last time how there was this mysterious fire in part of Waterdeep and some madman was shouting, hey, look, it's me, Brock, from the Benevolent Hand, as he burned down the warehouse. <laughs> yeah, that was a really weird situation. It's a good thing we were on the other side of town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't know how yeah. we came into possession of these little weird vials yeah. of an unknown substance. Red substance. <laughs> good thing that we have uh, witnesses placing us at all different areas of town as well for the night. Yeah. <laughs> Randy Jangles yeah, can back us up. That's right. Definitely weren't asking specifically about the warehouse that happened to light on fire. That is neither here nor there. Nah. Nah. I mean, either way, you got to walk away from it. 
like cool guys even though it wasn't like an explosion it was like a little bit of a fire but it's cool nonetheless so yeah i'm pretty sure we ended off um like right after you guys walked away from the now burning warehouse and you were able to recover a few pieces of evidence so yeah you had i think it was three vials worth of the prince's cure that you like put into a potion bottle they were already recalling correctly i think they were already in little vials and we just took them at the end, we, yeah, oh, we, you we, just took the vials. No, we didn't have we didn't. time to. We didn't have time to rebottle or repackage it all. We were just like, "Fuck, this is watery undead, and this place is no. on fire." So let's get out of here. We we, we replaced it, it and we locked it, and then we couldn't open it again. Yeah, because what? it was already locked to get more of them. I don't remember doing that, but okay, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> yeah, there was some effort to make it look like it. Like it wasn't tampered with, yeah. or that samples weren't missing, because didn't did you replace them with like uh, a healing potion, potion that yeah. someone had on? So we asked if it was red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good thing we and did that right before we burned the place down. Exactly. <laughs> yep. It's it's a minor fire. I didn't say it burned down. You know. I guess maybe it's a, wa- a fireproof crate. Well, and you heard hubbub, so people were definitely going over there uh, to put it out. Hubbub. <laughs> It's all about the hubbub. Um, I believe you also recovered a bit of uh, a journal or a log. Mm -hmm. So that might have some valuable information in it. Who has it? I didn't write that down. I don't know who has it. I feel like that was something that, (laughs) what's his name, Fitzmonster picked up. None of us kept track of it. All right. It's somewhere. It's here. Someone's got it. Somewhere. Like many other things, I'll just have to take your word for it. It's log. <laughs> Someone's log. got it. It's big. It's heavy. It's wood. It's, it's log. It's log. log. It's better than bad. It's good. Jumabapella log. Yeah, it's really fun. I got your log right here. I remember that song very, very fondly. Is that... The extended cut from Ren and Stimpy? I don't remember that part. It's a whole song. I had an album of Ren and Stimpy songs. <laughs> it had Log. Uh, it's got the Royal Canadian Yaxman. <laughs> if you've never heard that song, it's worth a listen. Yeah, I remember Log was like like a, like a version of a slinky, only it was just a piece of wood. <laughs> yeah, and it was sung like a TV commercial. What rolls downstairs, a loader, a loader in prayers, rolls over your neighbor's dog. It's great for a snack. It fits on your back. It's log, log, log. <laughs> yeah, they're selling it, man. I know. It's an international log, too, so. Oh, my God. It's very versatile. has a lot of features. Uh, but it's not available in Feyrun, so it's too bad. It's no magical logs. Anyways, the log slash journal sure, it's now in, in my inventory. Okay, great. So, yeah, I mean, I guess just to to start off, so yeah, you guys are walking away from the fire, you've, you've gained a few pieces of information. I'm pretty sure you were leaving the area as to not look too guilty. Oh, I reversed my cloak. Ah, they'll never recognize you. Mm-hmm. All right, so I believe you guys would be heading probably back to the guild hall, to the library, mm-hmm. unless there was somewhere else you guys had in mind after your escapades. No, we've been everywhere tonight. Been everywhere all over. Mm-hmm. That's true. Played quite a few little mini games the other night. Yeah. 
So getting back to the hall, uh, you guys all show up, you walk in, um, and you'll have to go to Darius's office if you're looking to see him. Yeah, I want to, uh, I mean, obviously we've got this potion that we want to get checked out, but also I'm curious if he knows anything about these drugs that we've fought. Yeah, so he's in there, he's at his desk like always, reading over some books, sees you. Oh, hello! How How is the uh, sleuthing going? <laughs> I don't know if I would call it sleuthing. Yeah, more like accidental arson. <laughs> <laughs> and murder. <laughs> oh, I don't murdered. You can't murder what's already dead. Just... Yeah. I mean. Hmm. All right. I need a little more information on this. This is supposed to be an information gathering mission. I hope you guys haven't gone off the rails. No, we gathered information just in a very hands-on sense. <laughs> uh, I'll produce the three vials, and um, I'm gonna just take out the journal and uh, you know leaf through it real quick just to see what the heck it's talking about and say you know this is what we found this is what we think cured the prince if the prince has even been cured he might just be dead well um, I mean sources say the cure the prince is cured he has been seen out and those who have seen him say he he looks much improved in health uh, he was quite quite enfeebled by his disease um, left pale and and weak um, and reports show that yes he's back to his luster he's looking almost healthier than ever so you say these are some of the medicines that were being used to cure him Darius will look over the vial well I'll certainly have to study this concoction but it won't be easy I have to do alchemical tests to try and find out uh, what it's made of. I have a question for Darius. He says that the the prince has been out and been seen and looks better. Has anyone, has he spoken to anybody? Has anyone heard him speak since his recovery? Hmm, yes, he's said a few words during points of celebration. Um, It seems like he's back to normal royal duties. (laughs) Duties. (laughs) Um, Okay I was just curious because I remember those Those drog things didn't really speak right They just kind of No one of them did say we shouldn't have come Oh Okay so I guess if we go up and stab the prince If he starts like bleeding water Then we'll know for sure something's not right (laughs) (laughs) I know we were trying to save you But we've, we've come to stab you it's a simple test. It's slightly invasive. <laughs> I guess, I don't know if we... Would we actually have known the word drogs? Like, would we have... Yeah, someone, yeah, I did. someone did a check. Yeah. Oh, you did a check, yeah. Okay. Me. yeah. Me. So yeah, I guess if I said that... These things. So, so if I say the word drog and Darius reacts to that, then I would say, uh, yeah. <laughs> Drugs, very interesting. I mean, drugs, a type of undead. Um, kind of strange to see them inland. You say they were guarding the warehouse? Hmm. Hmm. Classically, drugs would only 
you know, a, some some tragic accident on a ship or with a crew would have led to their deaths and uh, strange magics uh, leading to their animation. Uh, but normally they're known to be loyal to their their undead captain or ship. It's, it's, it's very, it would be very strange. Someone would have to be somehow using them. Hmm. Well, the ship controlling them potentially. The ship was upside down as the warehouse. Well, I mean, a ship was, but yeah. yeah. Oh, very interesting. Very disturbing at the same time. It definitely sounds like that that was set up in order to use the drog as a kind of defense. This is this is not a good sign. This is very upsetting. But you have obtained this alchemical concoction we'll look into in, in a journal, I see. And um, as Darius flips through and hoes and hums about it, um, he says, hmm, it seems like most of this is written in code. It may take some time to decipher, but a few things stand out to me. He quickly goes through, he makes a couple short notes, and he says, uh, there's some indication that the smugglers were using what this here translates seems to be translating to the city of the dead, which is what uh, Waterdeep's ancient graveyard was known as. Uh, but access to this area of Waterdeep has been restricted for years. It's been kept tightly sealed. Um, it's, it's not where we bury our current dead. It's part of uh, the ancient remnants that this entire city was built on top of. Hmm... And he continues to scan the journal. It also seems like there's some scheduling dates. Oh, sweet. Some indications that... <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I have suspicions that these deliveries of medicines may have been more of a, a regular scheduled delivery than a one-time shipment. Hmm. Oh, well, I, the journal will have to be decoded with time. Uh, all of this information, though promising, will take quite a bit of time for me to to work through. But I think you've given me quite a lead on this. Was there any... Uh, were, were you covering your trails? You had no problems while you were acquiring this? Oh, yes. I <laughs> was very masterful in the art of misdirection. Well, this is very good. You know, the prince is cured, and now, though a mystery still lingers to its origin, it seems we must continue on. Uh, with what I can tell so far, some secretive group or groups have taken action within the city. It seems like someone is powerful enough to use undead drug to guard a warehouse. That's a major concern, as well as these potential clues that someone would have access to the ancient graveyard. Uh, so, very concerning. We may have more trouble in our future. Yeah, uh, quick question. Whoa, are uh, you me? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Why is the... Why is a graveyard like sealed like protected or, or access to it restricted what gives if it's just a graveyard i mean it's not just a graveyard it's an ancient graveyard with 
stone sculptures and graves of the dead from centuries ago, it has been known to generate some magics uh, on the evil restorative side, if you catch my drift. Uh, there has been problems with undead raising in that area, but that's why the city keeps it locked up. It's totally walled in. It's got sealed gates. I mean, yeah, we don't bury our dead there now, but even the mountain by the uh, royal district of the town used to hold an ancient uh, castle-like structure inside of it. So there are very old histories to Waterdeep that are buried or built over with new structure. And the ancient, the city of the dead, as they would call it, uh, no one's been able to build on top of that. The, the, the old dead just create too many issues, so it's kept secured. Mystery. Mystery indeed, but unfortunately one that may need to be fully solved later on. I'm happy to know you got this done so quickly, but I've been actually preparing a different task for you. And he pulls out a large blue-bound tome, places it in front of you. He says, this, this, my new friends, is your next adventure. So this is a tome of information. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, more work. But I think it holds great potential for your game. And this is an official adventure, so as uh, now licensed adventurers, you're able to keep uh, any profits you find along the way. <laughs> oh, Thor, not, Thor definitely wasn't everything that. that we found. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's official work. It's on the books now. Yeah, okay. It's on the books. Sure. If you can. So see this is a way. He's providing you a tome um, of information that he's gathered. And so this adventure um, that he's providing to you is he would like you to investigate uh, an ancient legend on the Forge of Fury. So a little history is uh, about two centuries ago, the great dwarf smith Durgadin the Black and his clan were driven from their home by a horde of orcs and trolls. Uh, they plundered the dwarf's ancestral halls and slew all they could catch. Fleeing his enemies, Durgadin led the destitute remains of his clan in search of a new home. After years of wandering, the dwarfs are said to have settled a great cavern system beneath the Stone Tooth, a rugged, forested hill crowned by a bare, rocky crag. There, Durgadin and his followers founded the stronghold of Kundrakar. About a century ago, a member of Durgadin's clan was captured by a powerful orcs, and it seems they were able to learn the enemy stronghold. They raised a great army, marched on Kundrakar, and after a hard-fought siege that lasted months, the orcs tunneled through the dwarf's defenses, where they finally stormed the place and put them all to the sword, carrying off wagon loads of loot. But today, most know the legends, some know the history, and very few know the rough location. Many treasures likely still rest in the old stronghold, but also many beasts and horrors have likely used it as a home since its fall. 
Now, beasts part what? of the legend. <laughs> what? Beasts and what? Beasts and horrors. Okay, just checking. Did I say horrors? Horror beasts and Brock's <laughs> mom. <laughs> so part of the legend about these dwarves is that that they were excellent forgers, and after their initial fall, when they went and made their stronghold of Kundrakar, they were forging great weapons in an attempt to fight back against the orcs that they had uh, constant conflict with. So but the potential for rare items, specifically these... Um, weapons forged by the the black clan Darius has put together many stories and reports and this has all uh, come together to to him being able to put together a map where he suspects the hilltop uh, surrounded by dense forests um, where he he believes their stronghold is so the map indicates a location um, it's up to the north, bordering the spine of the world, northwest of Mirabar, and a three-day trip from the closest settlement of Blazingdell, which is a small mining town, and the only spot close enough to be used as a rest stop before exploring the potential location of Kundrakar. So, the mission is for you to seek this out, travel there, find the official location, um, travel into the stronghold and try and recover what treasures may still remain. I like this one. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm going to kind of be giving you this uh, tome that he's put together. I think that that's a good amount of information for a, a gist of what you're going for. But uh, it'll also let me, if you guys need to check back with some flavor stuff, because you won't be having... Uh, groggery accompany you on this one. Hmm. Well, how are I we mean, getting there? I mean, he's an orc. It's a dwarven orc kind of old war thing. You know, it's because of the implication. <laughs> but he will provide the use of his cart, the one that he uh, brought you to the Sunless Citadel in. Oh, nice. So, are you all are you all willing to take on this adventure? It will probably take you. Quite, uh, probably a few weeks to accomplish. She'll be gone for some time. Do, do this mystery can wait that long? <laughs> well, it'll take him quite a while to decode the journal and to uh, test and uh, find out what this medicine is. And so, yeah, life life will go on. He'll work on that while you're gone. All right. When do we leave? <laughs> well, as soon as you're ready. So the cart is out at the local stable. Um, it was being serviced. They're aware that uh, you'll probably need supplies, so food and some shelter and bedding uh, uh, can be secured for the cart. Um, of course, if there's anything else you, you folks might need before you leave, uh, as I said, there is uh, the local mining town of Blazingdale, they're likely to have some supplies once you get there. Are we going to, like, rest before we leave? Or are we just going to just go? <laughs> we've we've been time. out all night. <laughs> yeah, you still have your your beds and everything. You can you can sleep here and leave in the morning. We didn't burn our beds like that's down. Good, that's good. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, um, you don't have to rush off. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. Is there anything like in town that we feel like we need? Anyone? We already got Thorn a sweet new uh, rapier. I don't know. Hugo, is there anything that you need before we go? I wanted to find this. What's his name? Oh, Shabble. The guy you paid money to? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Shabble. <laughs> I just want to sell my this wand of entangle. I just want to sell it because it's not useful to us. Well, I mean, you can sell items. There's quite a few markets in town. Could always sell that off. But I guess yeah, you guys are looking to rest because last session you probably expended uh, some health, some spell, some <laughs> some health and spell slots maybe. Yeah, I'm gonna cast Goodberry before we rest. Of course. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think there's, I don't know, do we want to pick up, how many, uh, or Hugo, (laughs) how many health potions do you have left? I know you gave me one. Two, I have two left. Two left. Thorn, do you have any health potions? I don't think so. No. wonder if maybe we should just, like, even, we could do it in the morning on the way out of town, maybe just stop at a, a shop quick and pick up a couple health potions might be a good idea. Yeah, right. if uh, if I can't find Shabble, who's hiding from me, because he's heard that I'm back in town, um, yeah, I'd just like to find somewhere where I can uh, sell off a couple of things in my inventory. Okay, so you'll spend the night, uh, get your long rest, and in the morning you'll head out to, well, likely head to Market Square, which is quite close, it has an assortment of different vendors. Uh, the morning is always a busier time, especially in the market area. There's lots of people um, going about their business and doing their, getting their shopping done. As you make your way towards the market, you pass by a few stalls. Uh, there's people cooking food. And on the edge of the merchant's area, you see the uh, still under construction... Um, guild building of the Benevolent Hand. It's Mm. quite a large tower. They continue to add floors on top. Right now it looks like it's about four stories tall. So they're compensating for something. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and a guild member stands at the base of it um, calling out it seems like they're having quite a special on healing potions. Wait, the the benevolent hand is selling them? Hard pass. No, come one, cut all. Discount healing potions. Great price. Made by our very own in-house alchemist. Uh, 40 gold apiece. Healing potions here. Yeah, get your healing potions from the benevolent hand if you want to catch mega herpes. <laughs> oh, that's uncalled for, sir. Mega herpes. <laughs> it's like a potion of Bigby's anal fistula. Oh my gosh. Are you sure you it is not? Bigby's <laughs> anal fistula is a much more expensive potion. <laughs> Tom, I gotta say, I really like how you just like are yes anding a lot of my nonsense lately. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, I'm not paying these crooks anything. Castan, Thorin, that's on you. Nope. Nope. 
Wow. Yeah. Old. Fuck you, buddy. Hard pass. <laughs> uh, he looks a little distraught, but he doesn't push it. Yeah. Tell Brock I said, what's up? <laughs> to his mom. <laughs> Brock. Oh, you remember Brock? Sure. Hey, hey Brock. Brock, are you back there? <gasps> this man would like to say what's up. <laughs> Well, it seems like he's not around. Why, are you friends? The best. (laughs) The best of friends. Yeah, I wonder if he remembers that game that we play where we pretend to really hate each other. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a very noble family game. Yeah. Well, I mean, my family is noble. See? Show my ring. Yeah, that's right. Okay, now let's get out of here. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's some armor vendors, there's food vendors, there's a few uh, weapons place. You, you see one tent set up. It's a it's like a big tent. There's a lady inside. She's got a few magical items with a couple of uh, rough looking guards on the outside that don't say too much. You think that might be a reasonable place to sell uh, some of your specialty goods you were talking about? Gotcha. All right, good. Yeah, this tent seems fine. Let's go inside. So what are you looking to sell there? My wand of entangle um, and a scroll of fairy fire. Maybe maybe we can get some kind of a trade-in deal for some healing potions. Unless those are mm. worth significantly. If those, if, like scrolls and wands, are, they're probably worth a lot. Yeah, what's the conversion rate on this stuff if we trade? <laughs> okay. So she looks them over, uh, validates the items... And, yeah, are you looking for cash payout or, or trade value? I think your friend mentioned some healing potions. Those I normally sell for 50 each. And I would appraise these two items. I could offer... I'd give 200 for the wand and 60 for the scroll of fairy fire. Yeah, I guess we'll... So 260... Um, 50 each for the potions, so that's 110 after that, if we do it that way. If we just... Um, yeah, it would, like, if you if you trade them all for potions, she'll give you six healing potions as a trade-in. Ooh. Nice. Give you a six-pack. Six-pack. Okay. Sure. Deal. Excellent. Excellent nice. trade. I'm gonna give three each to Thorn and... Kistan. Oh, I don't need three. I, I have one already, so why don't you give me two and then you keep one. All right. Are we going to level up Thank soon? you, Hugo. I need new character sheets. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Let's go just quickly go of. kill Brock for the XP. And then <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be right back. <laughs> just come back out wiping blood off of my rapier. All right, where are we going? <laughs> There's a little bit of collateral damage, but uh, yeah, Brock's done. <laughs> Over with that storyline. Yeah, you managed to trade your items. Um, and as you're on your way to the local stable, well, the thing you've been waiting for, as you move through the market, you hear a familiar voice, and Shabble calls out to you. Hey! He's got... A big old backpack on, made up of many patches of many different colors. 
and he waves you over with a big smile on his face. Shabal, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Whoa, my investor. Good to see you again. I thought you'd absconded with my gold. Well, it took quite a while to retrieve my old cachet, but uh, it was done successfully, and your contribution was of great help. I have required many interesting items for sale. Hmm, anything that might interest a cleric? Or d- I'm sure many rogue, things would interest you, but... Well, how do I say this? I'm a little bit of a different style of shop. See, my bag here does a fantastic job of holding all my wares and is still allowing me to carry it despite the many, many goods it holds. So if you wish to gain something from it, you may pay to pick an item. But I must warn you, the bag is notoriously unorganized. So what you pick is what you get. Oh, oh a little bit of a randomizer, huh? Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel Lottery. like this is where my gambling addict arc starts. Um, sure. <laughs> so because How you, much for a yank? <laughs> because you donated to him, it's kind of a, a restricted thing. But you can uh, have an item from his bag of mystery for 50 gold. Can't pass that up. <laughs> Can't pass it up. Can't, won't. I mean, think of all the money I'm saving. <laughs> now, he keeps a very limited stock, and he only makes sales to to those he deems, you know, acceptable. So, you're going to be able to get one pull, and then, uh, you know, maybe you'll encounter him at some other point. It's like a little, um, like a, like a little Super Mario, like, loot stop. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Mystery loot. All right. So, Tim, yes, the Shabbles uh, vendor we've all been waiting for. And, of course, you're going to have to roll a d20 for me. Okay. So if you could do the honors. Hmm. Which d20 do I want? Which one do I want? Do I want my um, diehard bronze one? Boulder. Boulder. Oh, the boulder's all the way upstairs. Ah, never mind. Yeah. You got that thing upstairs? Jeez. Thought it was so heavy you wouldn't be able to get it up there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got like a green emerald D20. I've got a, uh, yeah, my diehard copper one. And then my Cthulhu black and gold one. Yeah, that mm. one. All right. Thirteen. Ooh, lucky number 13. So you reach in. uh, As you reach in the top, your hand disappears into the shade of the bag. Um, And as you root around, you definitely do get a sense that it's incredibly large inside. There's a whole bunch of empty space. Uh, But eventually your your fingers land on a smooth, kind of cold-to-the-touch surface. And as you pull this item out... (laughs) Um, you are holding a glass jar of bees. (laughs) Bees? (laughs) Bees. It's a jar of bees. Bees. The lid is a screen so that they can breathe. And if thrown, uh, it can be thrown up to 50 feet and it will smash and distract enemies with 1d6 piercing damage for six seconds. That was terrible. I am glad you invested into this man. (laughs) Is that bees? (laughs) Oh man. Okay, so is what's the radius on this thing? Uh, let's say a, a ten foot radius. Oh, 
They're bees. Bees can fill a ten foot. Yeah. Ten foot. Well, sure. Something like that. <laughs> it's an apiary incendiary. Ooh. There's this exact thing in this game that I play, um, but it's called a hive bomb. That sounds cooler. That does sound a little bit cooler. <laughs> Jar of bees, hive bomb. Same difference. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Well, that was quite a pick. That was interesting. Thank you for that. There's many things on that list, but you got the jar of bees. It's going to make these stealth checks really interesting. <laughs> well, thank you very much. We hope to see you again. Okay, yeah, maybe uh, get a jar of uh, dung beetles next time. <laughs> as 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 Hugo pulls the or is holding the jar of bees, um, Cass is just going to look over at like lean in towards the jar and just say, uh, "Hello, friends. Welcome, welcome to our party," and just welcome the bees to us. And I use spe- speech of beast and leaf so they can understand me. <laughs> uh, when you use that, I'd say you feel like. These are like magical bees. They're not just ordinary insect bees. I feel like a tingle and I look at Hugo and I I say, oh, I think these bees might be special. There you go, Mm -hmm. special bees. I panic and I throw them. (laughs) (laughs) If you find a dog, maybe you could feed the bees to the dog. And then it'll be a dog with bees in his mouth, and when he barks, he shoots bees. <laughs> Bee dog. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Shavel. This is a. Uh, I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't this. <laughs> he uh, he winks and he gives you a fingers gun, and he goes, "No problem." <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Shall we go get the cart? Yeah. So you make your way to the cart. Uh, you see it um, out in. Uh, the lot outside of um, one of the local stables. It's uh, yeah, it's it's the same one you remember before. So it's got the tarp covering the back. It's a pretty sturdy body and set of wheels to it. Uh, so it's got quite a nice uh, durability. Um, as you arrive at at the stables, uh, a stable hand comes out and says, "Hello, how can I help you?" We're, are you here uh, to? Sorry, are you here to pick up the cart from Ion's knowledge? Yep, that's right. The uh, the one with <laughs> like the big flames down the side. Oh, very cool. Yes, I understand. You may need supplies. We have those available here. What 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 supplies? Ah, uh, well, you know, most adventurers require some dry foods, rations, uh, maybe some sleeping rolls if you're going to be on the road for quite a while but it's all covered in the maintenance fee we can uh, load all these basic ingredients into the back of the cart for you and uh, as soon as we get the horse saddled up you'll be ready to go so they make quick work uh, harnessing the horse and it's all ready for you so as you uh, take control of the cart and head towards the northern entrance You're back in the area where you all first met. Uh, You all have the cart where you first met in the dingy part of the north side of town. Uh, The gates lay open. Um, And as you look over the map provided for you, 
you see that you have quite a journey ahead. And if you guys hold on, I will send you just a kind of map so you can draw a penis on it. <laughs> Does anyone need to be like proficient in vehicles to, to drive this cart or anything? Or can anyone just drive it? Anyone could drive it, but if you have animal handling, you might be better at it. Oh, okay, I do. Am I? Can I fit in the in the driving seat? Yeah, it's like a bench. I mean, I know you're a big guy, but so yeah, I don't know how how much you guys have looked at a map or your location, but I've got one here to give you a sense. So way they, all the way down at the bottom there on the water is water deep. You've got that long road, passes by Triborg and Long Saddle, uh, all the way up to Mirabar. And then from there, you have to get into the spine of the world, this mountain range that runs across uh, the north. So it's quite a travel for you guys. You'll be passing by few different areas of interest where's the town that we need to go to so the town's not listed on this map but it would be yeah it's northwest of mirabar so not quite over to raven's rock but just kind of up in the, the, mm. the mountainous areas slightly to the northwest so is what are are we looking at like a week's a week's travel here or what? Yeah, probably about a week on the road, and then from Mirabar going into the mountains, the roads are definitely going to be a lower quality. So your your pace on the horse will slow down drastically. You'll probably be able to get it um, from reports, but you know as long as weather's held up, probably be able to get the cart into the mining town. But from then, the, the density of the forest and the mountain ranges uh, might make it too hard to take the cart. But we'll see when they get there. But yeah, quite a trip. Probably about a week's worth of time to get all the way up north. So knowing this is going to take a few days, I haven't really done like a long travel so much like this. Wait, 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 wait. As, as we kind of are... All stand, or you know, we're in the cart in this spot where we all first met. I kind of look around and I look at Thorn, and I look at Hugo, and like I feel, I, I Cass just gets this feeling of like something's missing, something's missing, and I reach into my pocket and I pull out this, I pull out a sheet of paper that I had, and it's it's a list that I keep <laughs> of the names of people who have wronged me, and I look at the list expecting to see something, and it's just. It's not there, and it's just a strange over overall feeling, and I kind of shrug it off and say, okay, I guess I thought I, I put a name. I feel like this this spot, I remember putting a name on it, but I guess not. Just a blank line. Blank line, that's all. Strange. Put Brock's name on it. <laughs> yeah, he's got to be on there. All right. Well... Let's go. We ride. <laughs> Indeed. So I guess Cass will, be, uh, Cass will be driving. I mean, I've got I've got like a plus five animal handling, so I don't know if that makes a difference. But if anyone else has higher, feel free to jump in the driver's seat. Otherwise, I'll just I'll just drive. Um. 
Yeah, so you guys will head out. Um, it's a well-traveled road, so you don't expect too much trouble. But you will have to decide how you're going to camp each night. Uh, the, yeah, the path along the main road uh, goes smoothly. Uh, but as it gets dark, you know, there's no lights to travel by. You could push through throughout the night, or you could make camp. So on your first night, yep, nothing happens during the day. And the sun starts to set. Uh, how would you guys like to set up camp? Or would you? What do we know about this part of the, uh, I guess, the territory? Is it like, a, um, are there like roaming bandits? Are there animals? I'd say the distance you get along the long road on the first day is still quite close to water deep. And so threats would be low. Um, as you start to move along closer to the Neverwinter Wood, there's definitely the chance of, of more encounters or, um, you know, it's a less guarded section of road. And then there would be more of a presence, um, again, of travelers and guards as you got up towards Mirabar at the end. Well, I mean, is it something that we can say that we just keep going because like, i'm assuming that the horse horses also need to rest that we just can't have them go non-stop like i don't think you it would have a deterious effect if you move through the night every night on your way there but you know it's it's still possible to push through overnight hmm cass you tell you tell us how the horses are feeling uh, I mean, I, they can't really communicate back to me, but... Oh, fuck, I, what good are you? I can just all... <laughs> they're as fresh as, as they're ever going to be, because you just left them from being stabled. Yeah, I can, I mean, I'll just say I think... Got, they got good berries. I think, yeah, I've got... I, I think if they if we wanted to push through the night, they would be fine. All right, well, but, I think Thorn should be out, like... I, yeah, I don't have dark vision, so I... Mm-hmm. Thorn should be out what? You trying to kick me out of the whole group right now, or...? <laughs> <laughs> A third should be uh, like next to Cass, up front. You just want the whole bed to yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Can't hear you. Sleep mask on. <laughs> All right. Um, if you guys push on through night, yes, yeah, you can. You can hang a lantern um, on the mount at the front of the cart. It gives you a bit of light, just enough for the horse to make its way along. It's a little bit of slower pace than what you would take um, during the day, but you make good time. Roll some dice. All right, so Cass, you're driving. You you do hear some noises from the forest, which sounds like uh, some animal noises, and um. You can, you have some choice. So you you could slow to investigate. You could keep moving by, and you can either make a perception or a nature check if you want to have a little bit more information. Yeah, I do want a bit more information. Um, it doesn't matter which check I make because I have the same. It's plus three to either one, so that's a nine. <laughs> <laughs> and just for for flavor, which one would you choose? Uh, Deceive or 
probably nature. Alright, so, yeah, by the sounds, you try to get a sense of what might be making it, or um, what what the, the animalistic sounds might mean, but you can't quite pinpoint it. It's, um, you know, close, but nothing you can see visually. So now you only have the choice of whether you want to slow or continue. So I can't really tell, like, if it sounds like something, like an animal that's in distress or anything like that. No, kind of like a, a rough kind of barking and some commotion and movement of trees, um, but not really, really any high detail you can pick up. So I might just kind of like uh, get the horses to slow a little bit and just say to to uh, maybe just ask Thorn if she can see in or can see anything over, and I'll point in the direction that I heard it coming from. Can you see anything over there? I heard a what sounds like some kind of animal. What do your elf eyes the, see? I look in the direction that he pointed me in. Oh, make a perception check. You make a perception check. I did. I perceive all. <laughs> sixteen. With a sixteen, you see some some flittering shadows um, behind the tree line. I see some flittering shadows behind the tree line. <laughs> yeah. Um, and kind of, you, you see it briefly, so you don't see it with a lot of confidence. But it looks like either... You know, what possibly would be some fireflies? So, I, I'm not confident. <laughs> oh, jeez. I feel like it could be some fireflies. Okay, now, if she mentions fireflies, like, would Cass be able to... Would that make sense to him that there would be fireflies here? How, and, and the fact that I can't see anything that looks like fireflies? Yeah, there's many, like, different creatures. Now, mm-hmm. fireflies, like, aren't uncommon. It's quite a dense like forested area by the side of the road. All right. So then I'll just ask these guys like, I, you know, I, I kind of heard something over there, but I don't know. Is this something that feels worth investigating to you or no, I can't make out what it might be. Shadowy fireflies. I don't know. It's so hard to get. That's what I told you. I'm not confident, but I'm pretty sure it's shadowy fireflies. So <laughs> it's not worth investigating to you is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Any response from Hugo? Sleep mask on. Alright. Yeah, let's just keep going. Alright. I mean, if you want, horses? like I can I can try to maneuver like my light can trip over in that direction. Is what do you think? Yeah, maybe. Uh is do the horses seem spooked at all? Mm, no, he's I mean his vision is pretty limited to just straight forward. Oh, it's just one horse. Um, yeah, I mean I don't know. I if it's not it, it doesn't really seem concerning I think so I, I think let's just keep going on alright so you make your way along continue to travel through the night there's no issue uh, does anyone sleep during this overnight travel nope everyone stays awake I mean I would probably switch out with Cass if Cass needs to sleep yeah sure I, 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 mean, I guess I have to is it gonna have like Am I going to start going into delirium if I don't sleep? I don't know. Not after one night. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, you would have a tired... Uh, like, I would make note that you didn't sleep. Okay. That would be all. You wouldn't want to compound that effect too much. Sure. Yeah, I mean, 
if we could even even for like some short rests or something why not okay so like partial sleep mm-hmm. all right you make it through and the sun rises um it's another fairly clear day along the long road uh you make good time and you move along uh nearing the end of the day you pass by um, a small settlement yeah it's not much to to look at uh, whatsoever but it does denote that you probably have just passed uh, the sword mountains and are around tribor so it's about um it's evening so you have the option of another night coming up um we have the option of night you have the other option of what you're going to do. Uh, I just prefer more daytime, up. please. I don't <laughs> like the dark times. <laughs> I like the light times. I like the light times. Yeah, so you see... Um, yeah, it's mostly plain. There's not too many people out. But basically, yeah, there's a spot. It's right by the road. It looks like it's got like a couple basic houses. You can either choose to stop here. It's it, There's no inn or anything but you would be close to some other people or you or you could keep traveling through the night or you could make camp separate from this uh, small roadside stop does it look like there are other people like are, are there other people camped at this spot or is it like a like there are actual homes and stuff there's like a couple small homes really like rudimentary things um, and there's like another traveling cart that seems to be set up um, just, he's just brushing the horses, feeding them. Looks like they're, you know, another traveler along the road. I don't know. How trustworthy are we of other... others? I don't even trust you. So, not very. <laughs> I, I just, I have to say it. As soon as you said rudimentary, I wanted to be like, Rudimentary, my dear Watson! Well... I mean, you know, we went through the night last night. I think it would be a good idea for us to probably make camp tonight. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think? Should we make camp with the other folks or should we just... Uh... How many of them are there? There's houses. one merchant cart and there's a couple... They're more like huts. I wouldn't call them like full houses, but some like rough huts. You see what looks like one family might be living in one of them, but you don't really see too much of a presence in the other. It's really just a spot to pull over by the side of the road that's been cleared previously. There is like a campfire that's been started up. I mean, hmm. other other than the things that are like directly on our person, it's not like we have anything super valuable. So I I feel like sometimes safety in numbers is maybe better. Sure. Yeah. Let's stop here and if they try anything, we'll fucking up fuck them up. Yeah. So you pull the cart over, you'll have to go through, you know, you'll want to feed the horse, let him take a rest. Um, He did work hard, it's been two days of constant travel, so it's quite tired. He's a very good boy. What's his name? It takes you a... I don't know. Cass, ask him his name. He can't communicate back to Still? Wait, if it's I been in, two days. If I, if I use Wild Shape to turn into a horse, would he be able to communicate with me then? I don't know. I mean, I could check the intelligence of a horse. And what languages does it have? Speaks? Like, yeah. does it speak yeah, horse? You need to have a, 
Equine. I don't. I don't know if horses like have a language even between horses. Uh, you know, the language I used to have horse cock. I, I, <laughs> I used to have the spell communicate with animals or something, but I changed it out. Yeah, well. Oh, animal friendship. That's what it was. I mean, they have an intelligence of ten. I don't know. Really? I, I don't know. Apparently. <laughs> Are you sure it didn't say zero? Well, it's plus zero. I don't know. Why am I looking at horse intelligence? <laughs> horse. Draft horse. Riding horse. Oh, intelligence of a riding horse. Two. Oh. Yeah, Wis- wisdom is 11. Intelligence is two. I was like, there's no way that a, a horse is as intelligent as an average person. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the horse's name. We should have asked uh, Darius. We can just give the horse a name. He probably already has one. Hello. <laughs> wow, that's such a spot on, you know. That's that familiar, like familiar. I know yeah. it from somewhere. Yeah, it's a good name. I like that name. I write it on my list. <laughs> <laughs> and everything makes sense again. Okay, yeah. Let's stop here and introduce ourselves to these strangers. Horses. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. <laughs> So the people in the hut don't seem uh, to be socializing much. They keep to themselves. But there is a human in the other cart that's pulled over. And um, he's already um, taken down. You know, he's already kind of established himself. And he's he's cooking himself a meal at, at the bonfire. All right. I go up and introduce myself. And I've got my traveling cloak on the gray side out. I don't want the magenta side out to show off that I'm, you know, moneyed. All right, you go over, and um, he greets you. He looks like he's cooking up some sausages in a pot. Ah, sausage. Right on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hello. Uh, Also traveling the long road, I see? Yes. Well, it's, it's good to have other people by the campsite. Uh, you never know uh, when you might need some help. I hope you are also friendly. Where are you coming from? We're coming from Waterdeep. We're heading north for a vacation. Have you seen, seen anything interesting on, on the road yet recently? Mm, well, I've come from the north a couple days travel and... Really? Though I've what part? avoided having any troubles, uh, I have heard some word of orcs out on the roads lately. Is the word orcs? <laughs> well, apparently some orcs have caused some trouble for a few people. Mm. Whereabouts? Mm, to the north by the edges of the Lurkwood. Lurkwood, hang on, let me check my map. Lurkwood, 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 sorry... Lurkwood. Oh, the Lurk. Oh, Lurkwood there it is. is. The okay. The Lurkwood. The Lurkwood. Oh, he just said, I think he just said Lurkwood. It's called The Lurkwood, sir. <laughs> yes. Hmm. Is that normal for orcs to be giving people trouble? Normally they stay into the mountain region, so it's, a, it's something to watch for if they're coming down south, but it may be just because we're in the spring. Maybe they've come down to, to do a bit of hunting in that forested area. Um, 
you know, best best to avoid them nonetheless. They're not known for their friendliness. Hmm. Good to know. Yeah, and any any encounters for you folks as you made your way north? I'll be heading down that that way myself. The hand. Oh yeah. Um there's I told him about the blight. Ooh. And we have conclusively found that it's caused by Brock of the Benevolent Hand. <laughs> wow, a, a guild causing problems. You would think the city would deal with that. You'd think, but That's... they have they have the city magistrates bewildered somehow. Hmm. Well, I'll take your word for it and avoid them if possible. Mm-hmm. They're charlatans and crooks. <laughs> Just <laughs> spreading ill will against them. This is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so he he's generally friendly but he's a simple guy um and yeah you're able to make camp what i will need to know is if you're gonna post any sentries here it's the three of you and this random human he's just gonna sleep through the night he does not offer to stay up in any way he's had a long trip and he plans to just sleep inside of his cart i think we could go in shifts Mm-hmm. That would, would, if we go in shifts, would any of us actually get a long rest? Would that be long enough? Yeah. Well, I mean, we would just be stopped for basically. <sighs> yeah, it's at least eight hours for a yeah. long rest. So. Uh, yeah, it depends on how long you want to sleep in. Basically, we'd have to be stopped for twelve hours, right, in order to make that work. Yeah. Well, I mean. I, I think we need, uh, I think we need long rests at this point because we didn't really rest the night before. It would probably be prudent for us. Does Thorn, as a half elf, get that neat ability to only sleep Not for sleep. to meditate? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember it being there actually. No, you still have to sleep. Yeah, you don't you don't have the trance feature that full elves do. So yeah, I think you had you can you can choose to all sleep. You you could have one person do a watch and they'd have a short rest but not a true full rest. Who wants to volunteer for a short rest? I'll do short rest. Okay. Okay. I cast I cast Goodberry. Okay, so over the night, um Canis, you can roll a d20 and uh, add your you can add your perception bonus to it. So yeah, basically a perception roll. 20, not natural. Oh. So yeah, you're you're on a sharp guard and nothing disturbs you through the night. Duh, waste of a great roll. <laughs> very good. <laughs> it's because you were guarding very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're all able to um, wake comfortably. You had quite a good sleep. Um, you have a proper hot meal, which is refreshing after two days of travel. Is it sausage in a pot? I think it might be uh, dried meat and oats. Oh, uh, okay. Just because our, That's our friend was prepared. having sausage in a pot. So I that was dinner. <laughs> that was dinner, Candace. <laughs> yeah, I say it with like that. It's dinner. <laughs> Jeez, get with the times. Maybe just before we we head out is like is our is the other guy still there? Is he also just like kind of having breakfast? He packs up quick and goes. Oh, okay. You don't see him eating breakfast. 
Goodbye, friend. Goodbye. <laughs> All right, so you might have a couple days more. So I'll head out. We'll see how this daytime goes. That one's going okay. Oh, still the same thing. All right, so you think you, you'll probably have one more night before uh, reaching up towards the spine of the world. On this part of your trip, you are coming up towards the Lurkwood. I would also like to take another short rest in the back of the cart during the day because they don't need my night vision. You could take a long rest. Well, no, because we're coming into Orc County. Yeah, but during the day. Orc County. Orc County, USA. It's the OC, baby. (laughs) (laughs) California. Sorry, I'm just picturing orcs talking like surfer dudes now. Yeah, doing the OC now. Definitely got that image. (laughs) (laughs) I really wanted someone to draw the OC as orcs. Seth Cohen the Orc. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, you guys have to get to a point. You have the choice of whether to camp or go through the night. <sighs> How are the horses? Horse. How are the horses? Uh, the horses. Did we kill one of our horses? Fairly we only had one. <laughs> we only had one. Yeah, it was only ever one, sorry. <sighs> Just how he's, he's in decent shape. He was able to rest all last night. Well, I have no problem riding the cart into the night. Hmm. I think I think we should make camp. If they ambush us, then like two two thirds of our party are at a disadvantage. Okay. That's up to you guys. Yeah. Let's try to find like a yeah. very inconspicuous spot to set up camp. Okay. So if you're gonna try and make a slightly hidden camp space, um someone can roll a survival check. Cass, this is probably you, huh? Yeah, I think so. I'm, oh, wait, I do have a plus three. What? I've got a plus five. Oh, shit, all right, well, after you. All right, survival. Oh, yeah. That's a 22, baby. Wow. Okay, so you're able to find um, a little bit of a glade, kind of in a divot just off of the road. Um it's just big enough that you can pull the cart and the horse in. Uh, you collect some boughs from branches to, to cover up the cart. And even a small fire is able to... Uh, the light from a small fire is kept fairly contained because of the, the tight trees of the grove. You believe this is a pretty secure spot. Sweet. And I can use Druidcraft to make a fire. Oh, excellent. Okay, so that's quite good. You have the advantage of a good campsite. Um, now, are you going to put people on shift to guard through the night? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll volunteer this time. Thorn volunteered last time. I cast Goodberry before we sleep. <laughs> always good. <laughs> always the Goodberry. They go bad after 24 hours. So. I, I'm not going to trust Hugo at being the mo- person who's watching. Oh. Just because he doesn't have dark vision. So I'm going to be sleeping with one eye open. I'm still going to give him the illusion that he's watching, but I'm 100% still awake. What? You're... Put, okay. It's just who I would be. I'm asleep. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't, 
I wouldn't. I don't think that I my character would handle that well. Mm. It burned before, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. So most of the night passes without incident. Um, <laughs> Thorin could right, just Tim. hear Hugo being like, like testing out lines, like, "Oh yeah, Brock." <laughs> <laughs> Hugo, make a perception check. You didn't know that I had the hot hand, and then I have like a little bit of fire in my hand. You know, then I'm like, no, that's stupid. You're supposed hot to be doing your perception check, you know? <laughs> Ooh, 13. Okay, um, late into the night, you... You do hear, like, a, a faint sounds of a horse passing by on the road. Um, with your roll, you kind of catch it uh, after it's passed by you. Hmm. You would guess it's probably just, like, one horse. There's no heavy sounds of a cart being pulled or anything. And I gotta make another roll. So as you get, as the first signs of light start in the day, um, there is a scream on the air. On the air? So what sounds, well, I don't know how, uh, that's a weird description, but yeah, kind of a, it's, it's a cry out and a whinny, um, sounds like stress, stressed noises from a horse. Um, it's a fair bit away few miles down the road likely in the direction that you would be heading but an unsettling noise to um be starting your day with was everybody already awake at this point or would i be i'd say they're they're not fully awake they would be awake soon like it, this wouldn't interrupt the long rest you might be starting your day like a little bit early if if it's if it if you wake them but Okay, I'm gonna do the, um, you know, the whole like nudging them awake with a finger to my mouth, being like, you know, quiet, and I'll quietly inform them that I've heard what I heard, and I think if we check it out, we should go stealthily, like not even down the road, like parallel to the road, but in the bush. Ah, uh, you're gonna leave your cart behind. Mm-hmm. All right, if everyone's joining in on this investigation, then you'll have to make stealth checks. Ooh. I wonder... I'm going to use, I'm gonna use my uh, inspiration that I've still been hanging on to. <laughs> okay. Oh, right. god damn. Oh, Six. No. That's 11. Wait, that was six with inspiration? <laughs> Yeah, it's real bad. I just I just rolled a natural twenty. Ooh, dang! Great for you. Too bad uh, Hugo over here. <laughs> Go so, stealthy. So with, the, with the natural twenty, not only are you uh, quite quiet, but you make your way through the brush easier than the other two. Um, so you reach f- further ahead before they're able to catch up. So and you're going to be the first to see. Um, you're able to sneak up and through the bushes, you see that a horse has been, um, has fallen on the road. It looks injured. Uh, you can't see anyone like standing by the horse from your viewpoint. Um, but you do notice that there's smell of blood on the air. 
the other two behind you make a little bit of extra noise as they <laughs> come up to reach your position. Just a just an injured horse just lying in the road. Nothing unusual about that. <laughs> Wait, is that is the horse just injured or is it dead? Well, you can see that it's like laying down in a way that it wouldn't just be like taking a rest. Like <laughs> it's it's on its side on the ground and you can smell blood, but from the side of the road you can't you can't quite tell if you want to make a, a further perception check when you get up um closer i i guess yeah you could you could do that hmm. i mean i kind of feel like either it's been okay so i tell them that i heard like this is this the same like was the horse like the pre like the last night going up this way or was it going the other way yeah it passed by you moving towards the north hmm. and then a little while after you you heard a the, the scream from it okay i feel like like one of us could go out to check it and the other two remain in hiding and that way if there is some kind of ambush then we still have an element of surprise i could use wild shape what kind of animals would be like super common in this forest area i'm sure i would know that uh like natural life like wolves maybe some bears in terms of predators um, mug like deer and possibly some magical creatures as well. Do a what bear. About like, what about a bear? That's so big. What about like small animals, like rodents and stuff? Like a Wouldn't fox? Be... Well, Maybe yeah, that fox? too. With normal forest animals. Yeah. Well, hang on though. If a fight breaks out, you're already in bear. You're already ready to rock with a bear. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can be a bear. Hang on a sec. I gotta see. Uh, you just have to believe in yourself. No, I, I don't. I can only be up to a quarter <laughs> challenge rating. It's like that Tame Impala song, Gotta Be a Bear. Gotta be a bear. Gotta be a bear. Gotta be a bear. <laughs> be a bear. Uh, I could be a cow. Um, <laughs> you say a cow? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just a cow. I could be a, I could be a manatee. Oh. On land. All right. Well, I could be. I could be a. I can't be a bear, but I could be a wolf. Fine, just be a wolf. <laughs> Fine, <sighs> just be a wolf. All right. <clears throat> I'm gonna use wild shape and be a wolf. Wild okay. shape. And then I'm gonna go out and. Investigate this horse. Where were you on the night of the 28th? <laughs> I didn't say interrogate. I said investigate. <laughs> I've been watching a lot, a lot of Law and Order. <laughs> a wolf walks out of the forest towards this horse. <laughs> and as you get closer, um, yeah, you notice that the horse is dead. Um, it has massive gashes in its side and one of its legs has been roughly uh, hewn away and is missing there's a fair amount of blood on the road and um, there's some drag marks going into the forest across from where you were okay um, I guess I'm just going to kind of <laughs> look back towards my uh, party mates here and maybe try and like 
with my nose, my little snout, like gesture down to the ground, but that I'm going to, I'm going to uh, follow the path of blood. Okay. Make a perception check for me. Oh, nat 20, baby. All right. So, yeah, you see uh, some different tracks. You see some large footprints, what would come from something pretty equivalent to, like, your normal height and statue, something large and tall and heavy. Um, And there's blood drips along with that path, most likely from... Uh, the cut of meat that was basically, t- you know, hewn away from the horse. And as you follow the path a bit, you do see that um, there's uh, some scuffle and you see um, a human dead slumped against a tree with a large arrow in his chest. This was likely the rider of the horse. He's dressed in basic leather. Um he looks like he's kind of, he's got the look of like a, a hunter mm-hmm. and there's nothing there's no other doesn't seem to be anyone else around no it looked like um whoever did this probably killed the rider uh took a cut from the horse and uh traveled off into the forest okay um i guess i'll i'll kind of head back over to where thorn and hugo are and just sort of try and gesture to them to to follow i think that wolf thing wants us to follow it okay (laughs) that's Cass. all right yeah let's go (laughs) and then i'll just lead them over to where the rider is well maybe like past the horse first so they can see the horse and then over to the rider do we see any tracks like heading off from here just a large set of tracks that head deeper into the forest um the arrow that is sticking out of this poor hunter's chest is quite large. Something you wouldn't expect from like a normal size bow. It's it's very thick and sturdy. You would have to be fired with great strength uh, to shoot an arrow this size. Right, I'm just gonna drop. I'm just gonna drop wild shapes so that I can communicate with you guys again. Are these parts known for like having giants? Does it look like an orc arrow? Yeah, it could look like an orc arrow. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. What they're like? They're like as big as Cass, right? Uh, as you continue to investigate the fate of this poor man, mm-hmm. um, you hear a whinny from back where you left your horse. <sighs> no, it's not a cry for help, but it's it's like making noise and huffing and some stamping footsteps. Hella, don't leave us again. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's, let's go investigate. Fly You're rushing face. back to the cart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, as you run Shield down out. the road towards your cart, you see some faint wispy lights um, disappear out into the thick forest. And um, as you approach, you see that your food rations have been rifled through. Um, it looks like something had been messily eating through your food rations. Can I do some kind of a check of some sort to see what that was? Yeah, maybe a nature check. Nature! 
In the meantime, Cass is going to run over and just make sure the horse is okay. Yeah, the horse is doing well. He wasn't injured. Good. No sign of any wounds on it. Six. Six. Uh, you don't know what kind of creature could have done this. Maybe it was a bear. I'm just pointing at it like, Cass, lights. Well, something has eaten your rations. So you might be a little slimmer on your supplies. But there's some disturbing signs around here. Like what? Like, well, the, the dead rider is unfortunately down the road, but whatever killed him is likely left for now. Um, if you stick around, it, whatever did it may come back, but it seems like you're no longer as secure in this area. Well, I mean, we're already awake now. We might as well hit the road. So yeah, you, you load up the cart uh, with your now lost supplies and as you continue on you have to avoid the dead horse on the road. Um, but I think you're all keeping uh, a close watch. You make your way around the Lurkwood and start to take a rough road that will lead you um, towards the mining camp. That will be your last chance before setting off uh, to the mountainous regions that your map indicates. And I think, unless there's anything, I think we will uh, stop with you guys um, having some threats around the surrounding area. Uh, this definitely isn't a friendly of a forested region as cl- as as you had close to Waterdeep. The you know the threats are more apparent, and next time you'll be able to reach the mining camp and. Start your adventure true.